I just remember getting my job offer. And I was like, oh, yes. Okay. Cool. Like, yay. Yeah, new job, yeah. Yeah, and then I get there and I realized everybody else who was headhunted that arrived had negotiated their salaries. I just took whatever they what gave they me. What they gave you. Right? So I started going, I'm the lowest paid in this room. Well, that has to be frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it was like, I didn't even give myself a chance to, you know. Welcome to What's Your Story, a podcast from Technova, where we talk to business people, creatives, and entrepreneurs about their personal backstories and the projects and companies that they built and are building. I'm your host, Joseph Curry. Most tech CEOs you see online tend to be a bit straightforward and a little bit semi-serious, but that's not really the case with Ethel Kofi. At a young age, she was more of a creative and that shows her current online presence. Even though she's a CEO of a very successful tech consultancy called Adele Technology, you can see her online on TikTok, Instagram, being free, funny, as well as offering advice to young women and entrepreneurs. She spent most of her university and early career in the UK before eventually coming back to Ghana. She's always advocated for women in tech and later on went to create a membership group called Women in Tech, which has memberships across 30 countries including Ghana, Nigeria, Malawi, and Zimbabwe. So let's pick up the story from her early days and let's see what she has to say about how she got started. Okay, let's get into it. Right. So we're just going to be talking about your background. This is how you came into tech. So I think the first thing we want to start from young days. Basically, like like when you were a kid, like did you ever think you'd be into tech? Like what was your interest back then? I don't know that I was interested in very much. I think I've always thought of myself as a creative and I've said this multiple times. I've always thought of myself as a creative. I just wasn't arty, right? Hmm. And I liked the idea of being able to create stuff or to be able to build stuff. And I did quite a fair bit of art and craft when I was younger. Hmm. My poor parents had to buy all these art supplies hmm. because I was like I liked the the concept. I just didn't have the skills. Okay. And to be honest, tech filled that gap right so i could create all right and i didn't need to be arty to be able to create and okay. tech made sense at the okay. time i so what were you like creating back then i don't know just drawings essays also like i just i remember like you know the thing where you like they take a piece of yam and you do a design in it and then you put it in um like uh an art uh, what do you call it a palette like a color yeah color and then you just stamp it on piece oh, of yeah. paper yeah we used to do that back in the day yeah too. i used to do like do that stuff at home <laughs> just <laughs> my parents had to buy stuff like i know like i have an uncle that's very arty so i know that we had like art skills and so i presumed that i mean but like i just didn't i just wasn't good at that stuff and so but you just loved it again the concept is can i like think about something and then build it okay right like that's the thing that i fundamentally like and it was just finding a, an outlet for it okay so in high school like did you, were you interested in like math or were you interested in like what were you interested in when you're growing up in high school like um i <laughs> again i don't know that i was interested in it which is no, like I go, I go back and think about it. I was a good student, right? Which okay. just meant that I was good at math, and that just meant that I was put in a science class. Oh yeah, that's how it was back then. Yeah, just just how it worked, right? Yeah. Like I was a good student. I remember 
thinking when I was going to secondary school and I said, oh, the three subjects at pay could be like science mm-hmm. and business and whatever. And my mother was like, business, to do what? Or <laughs> <laughs> right? well, yeah, accounting or whatever. But uh, yeah, so it's just, I was academically good. Okay. So I just... The world was yours, basically. Yeah, it was just easier to okay. do stuff. So, I just, I don't, I don't know that I had a particular interest. Okay, so when you went to high school, you did science, though. Yes, I did science in high school. I hated high school. I hated secondary. I don't say high school is very odd for me because I'm maybe. Oh yeah, I mean we my, talk about boarding school yeah, now. Yeah, my, my my age is telling, but I just I hated the whole secondary school experience. Right. I like my school, and for the in fact, my girls out there that are up in arms. <laughs> I'm not saying I hated the school. I just didn't like the experience. I just didn't like the experience. That sucks. <laughs> no, it was. I was far away from home. I mm. like slept in. Like I was ca- literally caged in mm. into where, like you know, you were. You literally had Joe fenced. You were not supposed to go you out. You had the boundaries. Yeah, you had boundaries. You had like you know, wake up this time, do this time, and do this this time, and then I didn't because I, you know, it's taking me a while to figure out how to make friends. I didn't really have friends as I was part of a popular group of girls okay which I've always always been part of like a thing but like I didn't really have friends in those mm, I didn't like it <laughs> like how would you describe your personality was it more like introverted or intro- extroverted no, so I feel like at some point in my life that I was extroverted I was introverted but I had very extroverted parents like my dad used to mm. DJ at parties blah blah, blah. Okay. and so what i now call performative extroversion because mm. i still don't like people very much <laughs> i think everybody knows this by now but i just i saw there is i can't really tell for now because now i feel like i performed extroversion to the point where that's just who i am okay you just blended it into <laughs> it's just it. it's just blended into but i do i like i'll go places be like i don't want to be here like why am i like mm. Why but you I? just had to do it. You had to I perform. Just, yeah, yeah. And I just, yeah, in secondary school, I just, I think I didn't know how to make friends. And I think part of learning to do that now in my 30s, I just, I didn't know how to make friends. And so even though I was, I didn't feel like, even though I was a group of, and I, I love you girls. I know if you ever listen, <laughs> I love you girls. You girls were amazing. I just didn't know how to like create strong bonds. And so mm. there's like maybe five or six girls are in a popular group of like right. friends, right? But I just, I just didn't have, there were like different pairings and friendships in there. Yeah, just, different cliques. And yeah, everything. but I just, I just didn't feel like I, I don't know, clicked with them. It's just why, like after I left secondary school, there may be two people that I still can oh, wow. contact that's a, that's a small list of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so after high school, I know you went to Valley View. Is that right. correct? Oh, God, yes. I just say that out loud. Yes. <laughs> so, wait, what? I'd rather not. It was it was an interesting time. I, we, we would we would move on from that. Really? Yes. So, yes. like, what, I'd, was I'd, it, a, would you describe it as a good or a bad experience? It was, I think it was a neutral experience. It's just what it was. Okay, so you go, went to university, did your thing there. Uh-huh. And then when you came out, like, how? what were you going into from there? Oh, so I, I, well, I went straight from there to the UK. Okay. Right. So was that the first time going to the UK? I, I think I'd done some travel, but I just, like, sort of that long, permanent amount of time. I, okay. I sort of just moved. Immediately, I finished. I was literally out the door, right? Because like, I was, like, <laughs> school, because I wanted to go to my master's school, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So... I was done and then just, yeah. <laughs> and then just headed out the door. Just went to UK straight. Yeah. Just because I was like, what am I going to do with myself? The question was, what am I going to do with myself? And if you 
go to school more. Right. <laughs> you have time to kind of figure out what you're going to do with yourself when okay. you're still in school. So you didn't know exactly what you wanted to do after university? Well, like, I knew I wanted to be, tech was definitely, I, I knew that initially I was knew I was going to be like a programmer. It was my, the whole thing was I was going to tell, I was going to be an engineer and be, I don't know, head of engineering or something like that. Right. And then I also, on the other side, because I'm from a family of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. I was, I also knew, because I have some vision board from like, university days where it's like my name is on the side of a building and my car is uh, right, right okay so you're very like, manifesting <laughs> right yeah so it was, i knew that those two things like i wanted me to be an engineer but i always also knew that i wanted to run my own thing i wanted to have flexibility which is where the entrepreneurship came in and so this okay. is yeah those i think those were the things in my head. I suppose. Yeah. As, as, when I'm doing as, my own thing, I have my own business, running everything. So how did the UK kind of help with that? I think it just gave me different perspectives. Okay. Right. So being this cliche, being the only black girl in the room, <laughs> being the only woman in the room, and I recognized that there were just things I needed to be more aggressive about. Okay. Right. And so. I recognize, for instance, like if I needed to, like when I got, I remember I was headhunted straight out of like my master's program. Okay. So I just remember getting my job offer and I was like, oh, yes, okay. cool. Like, yay. Yeah, new job. And then, yeah. yeah. And then I get there and I realized everybody else who was headhunted that arrived had negotiated their salaries. I just took whatever they what gave they me. Gave you. Right? So I started going, I'm the lowest paid in this room. Well, that has to be frustrating. <laughs> right? And it was like, I didn't even give myself a chance to, you know. Yeah, to actually set your price. Yeah, so I think it just, for me, just taught me that I needed to be more, like, aggressive about what I needed and more upfront. Like, I, I'd never had a problem of being honest about what I was thinking, right? Okay. I just... Again, back to two parents who are very <laughs> honest and open and extroverted. And so mm. my parents would say stuff like to people, like just brutal honesty. Right. And and so like I'm just used to that. So okay. like, being brutally honest was not like, if, even now people are just like, oh my God. It's like, yeah, why are you saying all this? It's yeah. so honest. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's not weird to me. Cause it's, yeah, just, it's just your how your life how you came up it's just yeah it's just the, the lifestyle of like my dad like me being with like maybe like people would come visit me and then my dad walking past the living room going, hmm, you guys are smelling why would you not take a bath wow. just going, Jeez, i wow, want uh, <laughs> i just want to die now for the earth to open, <laughs> right and yeah and so part of that is fine but you know, taking that brutal honesty and then just finding a way to sharpen it to to get me results, okay. but just being brutally honest for brutally honest sake. Cool. So, what was the first job you got? Like, what, what role were you in? Right, I went in as like a developer on the developer program in in that company. It was a consulting firm, and then I just I got the opportunity to rotate, and so I ended up like I worked as a uh, UX UI person. Mm-hmm for a while and then I went and worked in the development team then I worked with the testing team and then I worked with the business analysis like front-facing consulting team okay and so I got the chance to like I my boss was really great he was an Italian guy that had amazing hair uh, <laughs> this is the one thing I remember about him 
and he just every time i asked to go learn something new or to to go off to whatever he just he'd just be like yeah sure oh wow yeah, yeah a lot of flexibility yeah so it just allowed me to which is which is actually in the end that's what's helps career wise because it just allowed me to be a more more rounded engineer right because a lot of engineers test their own stuff but don't know what it means to really be a test analyst who hates engineers mm. <laughs> <laughs> right or to be on the like front-facing side and what it means to interact with the client those a lot of that learning was really good when i started okay and how long were you at the job for oh god i can't remember i don't know three years four three years? years something like that okay and and what was happening after that? After the three years, four years, where did you go? I I, I kind of moved around, did did a few things, and then I was certain. I think in now 2010, I think yeah, in 2010, I was like, okay, it's time to come back home, hmm. or at least it's like it's time to build a business. Okay. And then I was just like, but I don't want to do it in the UK. Well, why not? Because being broke in the UK is a totally different thing. Right. right? <laughs> it's a totally different game. Like I because I really liked the life that I lived, right? Like I had my like one bedroom apartment. Mm -hmm. I like, you know, whatever. Believe you not, I like used to work with the youth in church. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then like I'd go clubbing after Yeah, I mean church 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 girl, right? Right. <laughs> church girl, right? I'd I'd go clubbing afterwards. And I like I had this life that I really liked. Um I had this group of acquaintances and friends and people that I worked I really quite liked. But I, I think I'd reached the point where I was like, okay, if I don't do this now, like I don't know, you'll get married, you'll have kids and then that's a whole you know it's a thing and then you can't do stuff right and I, you know i've always been i've been in this committed partnership for god knows how long just on the side that is like no since i mean i've known him since i was 18 so okay. it's, it's been it's a, it's a long it's yeah been it's a long. long time and so i get part of that conversation as well you know yeah, good. Where, do, where do we go from here <laughs> what, yeah. what's the plan and so it's just like okay i'm going to introduce this i'm going to do this and okay. i'm going to i'm going to have to make the jump quickly all right and it just made more sense to come to ghana where i had psychological safety yeah you, you have your home in a way yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm home i know you know i had psychological safety and that just made sense so i moved back i actually left my job you know broke the lease on my apartment before mm. i told my parents oh so you did everything before you told your parents yeah, there was no way if you met african parents <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah because in the uk like why are you coming back why, to ghana what are you coming to do you have a job in the uk you're doing well like, yeah. why would you pack your bag now it's just no i knew that my mom would not let she would throw a temper tantrum it would be a thing i just and i would feel bad and i wouldn't do it oh and so I knew that the best thing to do is it's to just yeah to ask for forgiveness, not mm, permission. Right. Yeah. So I like bought my plane ticket and everything. Before I was like, okay, right. So what's happening is <laughs> you I'm know, back home. I'm back home. You know, she didn't like it, but they they knew that I'd like bend the bridges. Okay. So <laughs> right? yeah, it's done. Yeah. So what can you do about yeah, it? Yeah. The thing is, I came back, started the business, and that was 2010. Yeah, around 2010, my partner had to move back to the uk for work okay and so like we ended up i don't know we ended up from 2012 we ended up from like maybe 2011 2012 just doing different countries like so he did like different countries like luxembourg and blah 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 and then ended up having to go back to the uk and so mm -hmm. like from like 2012 we had two homes <laughs> okay <laughs> back and forth yeah we're still doing the back and forth so maybe the like big jump wasn't necessary but hmm, it was what it was so so what we experienced starting your own business back in ghana i think i didn't know what to do i didn't know what i was doing really I, like that's the truth like i 
I'd been around, I'd been around enough entrepreneurs to know what it felt like, the issues, the right. blah, blah, blah. But I just, I was an engineer who didn't know how to sell. Okay, so you're not into sales. You're more like, I'm, I, I develop stuff. Yeah. But also, the, there's a thing where those of us who are intellectual feel like we're above sales. We feel you know, like we're, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to sell this product. I don't it need to sell yeah, this stuff because I'm, I'm good, at, good on my job. And the thing I was telling somebody the last week was there is a difference between you being able to technically do a good job and do a job well and being for you and you being able to win a bid. Mm, true. And you've been able to convince a client to like take yeah, a you, chance on me. Yeah. They're two separate things in two separate skill sets. Right. And so if you I had one set, I didn't have the other set. It was I just had to learn it. I figured I had to learn it, so I learned it. Okay, so what, how difficult it was to get your first client when you started a business? <sighs> I can't remember who was my first client. It must have been somebody I knew. Yes. It was somebody that I had known from I don't even know. Like some random person that like we, we ended up like being friends or meeting or at least being acquaintances. Okay. And they were in a role where they needed some bits of software. Okay. And so I just like I I just hired someone and had them sit in their office and do all <laughs> Yeah, which is my first I think my first client made me like it was maybe a year or two years of work. I think about forty thousand dollars. So it was okay. it was a good kind of yeah. It's a good start. Yeah, but it was generally people that until date, actually, it's generally a lot of people that know me. Okay, so it wasn't like outside your circle, more like no, no, it's outside circle. my circle. But like, I, I had to build bridges, which is I've been really mm. good at building networks. Right? right, is that I find that when people trust me, it's just so much easier for them to give me work. And so, mm. cold calling is great, but it doesn't, it doesn't work help. for yeah. me. Okay, I just found that when people know me and trust me, I, we got uh, I got a contract beginning of end of last year beginning of this year because i met somebody in the visa office i was going to dubai and no oh. we, we like ended up and i was like you look familiar look apparently we'd been like on instagram together we had a whole right. conversation and then like two weeks later we were like signing a contract for oh. like a piece of work oh cool right yeah. that's pretty good yeah so it's it's building i just found that i don't know i don't normally get like people that I don't have some sort of bridge to right. working with me. Okay. So basically when you finished your first contract job, how was it to actually build in Ghana especially? What was the experience like trying to get more clients on board and do the work? Difficult. But <clears throat> so I have a trick where if I'm doing one particular job in another industry, I'll just find five or six different people in that same industry that have exact same problem <laughs> and just pitch to them. <laughs> And so, like, by the time I'm ending that, the learnings or whatever from this project is going into the other project. And it's always with the, oh, I'm doing this with your, somebody in your industry. And it just, okay. so I, I found, I found that works. Like I said, I, I've said stuff where people are like, this is not true. It's like, this is not gospel, you know? <laughs> this is stuff that works for me. Right. If it doesn't work for you, okay. Okay, just, yeah, don't use my method. <laughs> don't use my method. That's, that's just it. Okay, so did you find any like challenges in the beginning? Like, what were the challenges you faced most often? Right, so the very cliche, I'm a young girl. <laughs> <laughs> right, because you're a small... No, literally, it's like people would say to me, you're a small girl, why are you quoting me in dollars? Legit, Whoa. right? <laughs> and you just be like, you said what to me now? <laughs> right, and so there is a very much... There's very much a thing about you're a small girl. Right. You're a small girl and just... 
as a small girl, that you just have to. If you're, if I'm going to do a project with you, you're, go, you're going to have to come out at this price. You can't come mm, out. That you price. can't give me this high price. Yes, right. And so that was the big thing. But also, mm, so this is something I've been thinking about the, the last week, where business development for men is slightly different. Right. So you can take a potential client out for lunch. Yeah, for dinner. Yeah, for dinner. You can like whatever. It's a very different dynamic when it's a woman, mm. when when you're the woman, right? Especially in our context. Especially in our context. Because you have to, like, there's this sort of dancing around. And then, especially, I find, especially with C-level men, <laughs> it's like, why are you paying for lunch? <laughs> I was like, because it's a business yeah, development it's a business thing, yeah. thing, right? Like, why? No, don't do that. Right? So there's, um, I am currently doing a bit more work around trying to understand how to deal with that using my experiences and experiences from other women and hopefully it will turn into a blog post or a video or whatever right because of these but it is like how do women navigate business development when it's like it's not a date no it's not it's it's a business (laughs) it's not a date even if I'm out having drinks with you at nine o'clock it's still business development because the guys go out for drinks true and that's where business deals get done that's very true so if I'm hanging out and I've been, <laughs> so people have reported me to my partner multiple times. He goes, yeah, I know where she is. <laughs> so go, oh, yeah, she was in this hotel. She, yeah, I know where she is. Right. <laughs> That's fine, right? But it, it's, it's that sort of, ooh, but like, why are you like... Why are you doing this dance? Why are you in this hotel at this particular time? At this time? having a drink should, with the guys. Like, because I'm trying to get business. That's just how men do it. They True. go out clubbing together. They go out drinks together. They go out whatever. And they make it happen. Suddenly, I'm doing it, and it's just like, ah, oh, it mm. seems a little bit inappropriate. Right. Is it because you think it's our culture settings? It's generally, it's culture, right? And it's just, there's just the assumption that, like, why are you working this hard? Like, <laughs> literally. I actually had um, another female entrepreneur who actually, somebody said, you you can't have done this well without sleeping with someone. Whoa, that's an interesting comment. Right, she called me a rage. And I was like, okay, you need to calm down. Did you hit him at least? I'm mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just, it's that. It's the conversation around, there's a lot of people who believe that you can't be, like, what, if you're a woman and you're this successful, it's either your partner is giving you the money. Right. Or like you're sleeping with someone, it's right. just not possible for you to do it on your own. Just on your own. Yeah. Espe- th- is it because is it think you think it's more prevalent in like tech or other industries as well? I mean, I think it's actually better in tech than it is in other industries. I have problems in tech, but I don't. It's not as bad as say you know marketing or whatever. Mm. Marketing people don't come for me. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just a. I think it's a little easier for tech because I think we've we've, this, we've had this whole conversation in tech about sort of equity and equality right. and whatever. I think the tech, the big thing is just people don't believe women can. They don't. I don't think you're sleeping around. They just don't think you're technically competent Wait, to do the job. To do the job, right? And that's that's a that's a hurdle I no longer have to deal with. Okay. Right. I dealt with for years, but I mean, I have nice client list. Okay. <laughs> so you can't there's not you can't argue with that very much now. Okay. Like so what do you think the big the biggest break came for your business? Like what year happened and who kind of gave you that pass? I don't know that I have. I think that so I was saying this the other day that I haven't had I don't think I've had one big break. Not at least with the technology consulting side of the business. I think I've just been a, I have just had a slow burn and I've okay. grown slowly and organically. 
Mm-hmm. When we're talking about big breaks, I would maybe, I think it's done the women in tech and the speakers and the, the speaker and all the other things that have come. It's been, I think it was the inflection point was the, um, what's the name? The Yali Fellowship, the Young African Leaders Initiative, the Barack Obama Initiative. I think that did something in shifting. It, it did, there was an acceleration for me in shifting mm-hmm. how, what kinds of access that I had. Okay. Right. And what kind of rooms I was invited to. I think it just gave me a sense of credibility. Okay. And I really used it. To, <laughs> to your advantage. <laughs> to yeah. my advantage. But I, I think with with adult tech, it's just been, it's just been like, you grow on, you, you do this project, you grow on it. You do this project, you grow on it. I've never, I don't think we've had the like, I know there was one thing and then afterwards. It blew up. It yeah. blew up. I think we've just, just been like the slow burn that it's been. You know, getting invited to speak at stuff, getting, I don't know, in front of like important people, getting important rooms. Mm-hmm. I think that inflection happened with the women in, and the, the Jali Fellowship. Yeah, yeah. What, what year was that? 2014, 2015. 2014. Yeah. Okay, so that, that took off. So when did you start the idea of the Women in Tech for Africa? Right, the I Women heard- in Tech thing started, well, the concept was in my head when I was in, when I was in the UK. Because I used to go, so... I didn't live in London. I lived in Brighton, which is like an hour from Brighton, from London, London. which is yeah by train for 45 minutes. And so I'd go into London for what I call girl geeks. It used to be just girl geek dinners, which it used to be just like random women from like Microsoft and Google. Oh, wow. And then we would get hosted by like Microsoft or whatever and we'd get a, we'd get a speaker. Yes. It was run by this lady. I can't just, I can't remember her name now, but she was like, you know, she was a big deal. And I, I would do the 45-minute trip after work to just go hang out. Nice. And, like, eat pizza and, like, hear these things. And so the idea for it, like, this, what I'm doing is not revolutionary. You know, you know. <laughs> it's, not, it's not revolutionary. I just like the idea. But it just, again, I was also, like, very few black women in the room. Hmm. Right? Makes sense. And I liked, I really liked these, those dinners. They were really cool. And I, so when I came back to Ghana, I was just like, I'll actually, let me backtrack. So when I, at some point I decided that I liked the Girl Geek dinners and I was going to try and do something similar, similar. something similar. And then I saw, Atu was then in Stanford, right? Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, so he was then in Stanford and he did the Backcamp Yeah, the Backcamp program, And yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to do a Backcamp Africa UK. Okay. Right? So I reached out to Atu. This, is, this, was, this was how I like connected with that because I'd seen the whole sort of the, the US thing, the Stanford thing. So I reached out to him and I was like, do you, do you think I could do something same, like this? Similar, for yeah. And he was like, yeah, sure, go for it. Because he was like, but like, how am I like, I don't even start. <laughs> right. So I put out a call. Yeah, I put out a call on Twitter. And I was like, hey, I'm like thinking of doing this thing. And like three or four people reached out to me. And then like we just started this like random. I mean, it's just, I'm still connected to these four people. We just started this like, okay, what's the plan? Blah, blah. And then I because the Brighton has such a vibrant tech community, because it was mm-hmm. it had a good tech ecosystem right i met eden eden yeah so he's on i'm still connected with him on twitter at the time worked for vodafone okay. in in the uk and he was like and like i was trying like I, we need to get space because i wasn't it was like if we get space and we just get people and we get people to like 
Just come here and go. Hang out and get food and speakers. Like legit, that's like that's, that's a thing, that's, right? That's good, yeah. And so he he worked he worked at Vodafone. It was like, oh, we could I could get you a spot. So like we, they gave us like one floor in the oh, Vodafone nice. building in Paddington. And then uh, like some random Ethiopian restaurant gave us like Ethiopian food. Nice. And then uh, there's this one guy who happened to be connected with Spio Gabra in Ghana. Okay. Right. He was like, and the time Spio Gabra was uh, was the head of the was it the, was not the ITU. The mm. Commonwealth, something, something of the right? Commonwealth, yeah. yes. And then he was like, "I can get him to come speak." Sure, okay. That's a good, <laughs> right? that's a good guest, yeah. right? So he's like, "Okay," like we had him, and then yeah, and then we're like, "Okay, it's um Bakam style, right?" So you, we will put a sheet there. You will do. People can sign up on the first on the day on what classes they want to run, so what events mm. they want to run. Mm-hmm. Right. So we had like this is the original OG Bakam, not right. Bakam pass. It's that's not now. like OG Bakam, right? Yeah. And so we had the the, the sign of sheet, and then like hundreds of people showed up. <laughs> I mean, that was the expectation, but right? yes, yeah, because you, you know you're like, oh, okay, like I think maybe twenty people, and they're like thirty people, right? And like we had somebody come from Spain, nice, <laughs> just like okay, okay that's good this, reach, this, yeah, yeah, this is good reach. And so it was, it was such a, it was a big thing. Like we were, I remember, like I was. First, that's the first time I, was, I was trending on Twitter. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was crazy. And that was like my first taste of sort of the, you know, what it meant to like to run. O- organize. Yeah, organize, event. network, bring people together, whatever, whatever. And, that. and so that learnings also went into women in tech. Nice. Okay. And how is it women tech doing currently? I think we need, so we've taken, we've been really bad this year. Partly because... I need to take time to strategize, hmm. right? Or I need to take time to look at strategy. And so we've done at a point of growing pains, right? Mm-hmm. So we have this large network of women mm-hmm. and we've, we've just got to provide value. Right. And so there's the work in taking a step back and you know, what does value mean, right? Because now we're doing sort of government policy work in addition to like, you know, and there's stuff that I've decided we'll stop doing because there are lots of other groups that have come out yeah, I can do that. We're, so, we were the first OG time. Yeah, right? basically when you but came like, out. Yeah, yeah, different groups, like different groups, catching different people. Like, there's no need for me to to kind of yeah, be, do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. There's just there's no need for me to like run coding camps for twelve year olds. It's just right. not. You yeah, know, it's not. It's not your space. Like a different space now. I mean, we're in a different space now, and so we're like we're having. So we're doing okay. How do we support the network, but also how are we more influential? So AU. Governments, ECA, like how mm-hmm. are we having this, how are we having the ICT design conversations. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's there's a little bit of growing pains there, and I have just have to learn <laughs> <laughs> what it means to take the organization forward. And maybe I'm not the one who runs the organization going forward, but okay. it's, it is what it is. Okay, so lately I think you've been very vocal about um, women in boardrooms. Basically, yes. I want to ask about that. Like, like why are you so adamant for women to be in the board, sp- board space? Well, because. The cliche answer is because the numbers make sense, right? I don't know more boards. Because of my work, I got invited to, you know, to sit on a number of boards. It's just, to be honest, it's just easier if there's another woman in the room. (laughs) They said, okay, so now I'm in a space where if a CEO approaches me and says, hey, I think you would be great for our board, blah, blah. My first thing is, okay, so what does your leadership look like? What does Mm. your leadership team look like? What does the board look like? What's the average age of the board? Because mm, you know, point. 
I'm not fighting that fight. Like, I'm just, you know. And normally you'd be, no, no, listen, it's not where you you would like it to be, but like, we could work. We could work and get <laughs> right? to do that place. Yeah. And I've said no to a couple of things, a couple of people where I think, mm, okay, this is it's just, it's not, not for me. It's not for me, right? And then, like, organizations like, I'll just name drop now. It's just. Forgive me, Tavona. Um, the pensions company, insurance company. Petra? Not Petra. Uh, oh, I'm so in trouble. Is it in Ghana? It's in Ghana. There's so many insurance companies. They're, they're the, Enterprise. No, they're the sit. Old Mutual. Old Mutual. <laughs> Tavona, if you ever hear this, uh, forgive me. Don't worry. She has, she, 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 I'm sure she will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was also really random. Let me tell you the story of how I got on that board. Okay, yeah. So, so I happened to, I, I spent, I had a tint stint in Vodafone. <laughs> Happened to have spent the same time with with another woman that was there. She moves on, goes on. She is now chairperson of the old mutual board. And they're looking for people on the board. Mind you, we haven't spoken. I don't know that we even had a relationship. Or oh. We just were in the same space. Right? <laughs> and then so she reaches out. She's like, blah, blah, this insurance firm, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't do insurance. I don't do insurance. Mm-hmm. Just from, even for like, working with insurance firms I just just been I was like I don't do insurance yeah, firms. and she's just like just take the meeting hmm. right and so like I have this the meeting with the CEO and when he comes to me he's like oh you like he literally he literally said you're you came into this meeting wanting to say no like you mm. had no <laughs> on your head already like <laughs> right yeah. which, which is true and then it was like but really young really really like for I think around digital and innovation, I was like ready, willing to take risks. And so like I, in the one hour meeting where I started with like a no to a like maybe. Mm. <laughs> so like, you know, leading towards a maybe to like a yes at yes, the end of the conversation. Not? I was like, oh, all right, okay. And then it's like I look at the leadership team and it's literally i think it's more than 50% women. I look at the board and okay. it's balanced and I go, okay. This is not even. Yeah. So, so is that what convinced you to jump, or was what what he said in his pitch? So the one he said in his pitch was great, but then when I like dug deeper and I just found the balance on the board and the balance on the just just like okay, like this is my dream. This is what we want, right? Because sometimes you're on a board of a company, you're just like, please, 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 let somebody not do anything stupid for me to be able to answer the questions around why is <laughs> like what because there's there's sometimes it's three four five years to get to a good place right and you've agreed to be on the board and you're just like you need to fix it and the meanwhile you pray like something stupid doesn't happen where you have to flatter flatter with um, (laughs) board of directors understand this pain right just like (sighs) yeah here we go here we go with this (laughs) i've been on a board of a company where the chair chair of the board was caught in video it was a big thing in Kenya. oh wow it was caught on video, uh, gender-based violence actually hitting a woman. Wow, video, that's the worst. Yeah, and, and look, you're, you're sitting in the in, in the meeting going, what? what? Yeah, what? this is not... Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> like, why am I... Like, why do I have to... Like, why? You know? And so you pray really hard because you, you give a company a chance and you pray really hard. There's like, nothing like this happens. <laughs> right? Because you're like... <sighs> How do you like? How do you even like? How do, how do you, even, you navigate this? How do you navigate this? Like, I told all my set of founders that I work with on advice. It's like, if you're stupid, especially when it comes to like sexual harassment, gender-based violence, if you're stupid, yeah, <laughs> what's going to happen is I will hang you out to dry. Absolutely, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> absolutely. If you if you if you are lucky, 
I might not say anything publicly, but I will give you a phone call. And that phone call will hurt. Mm. Will hurt in more ways than one. So, you know, as long as we're on the same page and you understand that, like, right. if anything ever happens. Yeah, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in trouble. And, like, the, the best I might do for you is I won't hang you to dry so publicly. But it would just... The face-to-face that we have will be worse than any hanging out to dry. <laughs> possible. I might even work to get you kicked off oh, yeah. the company. Okay. Like, I've been very clear with the startups that I work with. That okay. It's just, I'm not going to do the thing where it's like, who has one set of rules for when it's Everybody, not. No, we're <laughs> right. not going to play that we're game. Not, so. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Okay. So right now, how do you balance your time with everything you're doing now? Especially now, which you have something, a personal development to your life. How do you... Like, really, how do you do it? Because there's a lot of things with board meetings, running your business, women in tech. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'll be honest. So I, I think it's per quarter, right? So it depends on... It depends on what's bringing me money. <laughs> good, That's a good point. And what's bringing me happiness. Those two are, like, really two big criteria. Okay, the happiness right? thing is a big thing. Yeah, so I just... It's it's a big thing for me, which is... Uh, people will say but why are you you know why are you doing like when I do videos and stuff I'm like why do you do videos and I go because it makes me happy, happy. yeah yeah. because <laughs> you've, been, you've been very vocal or doing with doing your videos and everything else on TikToks and stuff and Instagram yeah because you kind of stand out for most tech founders who right. kind of do these things it's just it's one of the things I'm not it's, it's legitimately I have to be happy right and so there is I do an evaluation every year on what I do for I, I say I do an evaluation every year at the end of the year the things that I do just for my ego the things that I do that bring me money and the things that I do that bring me happiness and I'm very I might lie to other people but I don't lie to myself okay <laughs> right <laughs> like I'm very truthful about like I don't lie to myself I'm doing something and I like I, I I'm like no you're doing this for your ego mm. then it's I'm very clear from with myself that I'm doing this for my ego. And then the, the question is, do I, do, am I going to continue doing it? Do I not? Like it's. So like every year you evaluate. And I evaluate. And then like, so certain stuff get taken off the list and certain things I stop doing because, well, you know. It's not working it's out. It's not working out. But that's, that's, you know, they're just there. Yeah, so I just have priorities of product, well, money, <laughs> money and happiness. <laughs> money, happiness. And the things that bring, the things that are into the intersection of that are higher priority. Mm-hmm. And then everything else gets kind of yeah pushed to the bottom. Bottom, yeah. It's just and so, you know, I dedicate certain times of like I don't do it with you know it's just per quarter. Like what mm. thing? What's the big thing? What are we trying to do yeah. this this quarter? Um, like from for like Adele, for instance, I stop business development by third quarter. Like I don't do any business Nothing. development. Okay, so everything I'm going to make, I'm going to make between January and whatever. That's fine. So I can, because the last quarter of the year is very much like women in tech centric. Wow, okay. I put a lot of energy in there, and then in between there's like mm. board meetings and that sort of. Thing. And I try and balance it out. Yeah, Yo, that's a good plan. Yeah, that's a really good plan. So right now, what's what's the focus now? I think we're in the third quarter right now. Is is it more folk? Are you focusing more on the Board level, the board level stuff. Are you focusing more on the business side of things right. as far as your personal business? Yeah. So a lot of this quarter is a lot of um, board work. So like I'm the chairperson of the ICT sector skills body that advises the 
Ministry of Education. It's <laughs> yeah, a long story. It's a long one. The Ministry of Education on technical and vocational universities. And so there's a lot of work around redesigning curriculums. Mm-hmm. And so we've done a lot of work this year. And this we're, so we're tying up. So a the, the lot of the sort of chairperson work there and then board work on the other boards. I think actually this is centric. And then I'm prepping for women in tech in the next quarter and so that's that's where we're at we're wrapping up a lot on adult stuff for the year and so i mean you've got recurring clients and that sort of thing but there is an active like at this point though you will not do we are not doing like active going out yeah yeah business otherwise it's just not i'd have to increase my team and i hate managing people (laughs) i've said this you've said they've said this multiple times i hate managing people yeah managing more than five people is just it's a chore it's so ridiculous to me, um, which which is why even what I think of as business success is very different, mm-hmm. right? If I have to manage 200 people, it would be a failure for me. Wow. It'd be horrible. I'd hate it. <laughs> if I had to do it, there would be three or four people in charge and that's mm. the end. And, and I, so, I, so I, in large groups, I quickly create hierarchies because I really just want two or three people to answer the question, what went wrong what, or what, what went right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> right? You don't want to manage like 10 people I at the same time. I don't, it's too much. It's too much, especially where in in Ghana, especially you must, if you're a woman and you you, you must be the mother of the company, who wants that? <laughs> that's mother. a cliche. Do your job and go home, yeah, that's you know? that's a cliche. <laughs> right? It's like, the, no, I had such trouble at the like, very beginning when I started to hire people because I had a I had a cohort at a point where they just wanted to like hang out on Fridays, mm-hmm. like, and I was just like, I don't want to do that. No, I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's cool. <laughs> you want to do it, but this is a great. Like people say, oh, it's a company, it's a family. Okay, that's great. Mm-hmm. I just I want to go home. Do you do you agree <laughs> with that concept or you don't? I think people should do their work and go home. I think if you can <laughs> find good relationships in 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 the workplace, yeah, sure. But like, cool. do your work and go home. That makes sense. You know, it's like we're a family. We're just it's mm-hmm. not it's not a thing. Yeah, I'm I'm perhaps careful when I say this because also the companies I'm on the board so of different dynamics. There. Right, right. But just personally for me, it's just I want to do my job and go home. Makes sense. It definitely <laughs> right? makes sense. Yeah. So I can't manage. I can manage a large organization, whatever size of women in tech is large and adult is is fairly mid sized, but I don't. I don't want more than three people to answer to me. That makes sense. It's too much. Makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, so I have a question for. So since you've been doing business for like how long now? Like we say, 10, 10 plus. Ten plus years. Ten plus years. Yeah. Like, would you say there's anything that you were doing beforehand where you say like, where you go back and think, hmm, I wish I'd done this differently, or I wish I'd gone in this direction differently, in those ten plus years of doing business? I don't know, honestly. I think I've been. I've learned my lessons <laughs> on the things I should do. I think in the beginning, maybe the things are on, and I've, I've fixed and now the things are on like sales and business development and kind of push and pull of how to get clients in. But quite frankly, I don't know. I mean, I've been lucky. And I, I say this like every time I tell the story, I have to say I've been lucky, hmm. right? In a lot of ways. So I've had you know, people around me who knew business, I've also had a really supportive partner Mm -hmm. who like understood when I was broke and had no money, (laughs) (laughs) right? Who was very like, if you want to go do this crazy thing, sure, go do it, right? And so it's like, I'm packing my bags, I'm going to Nigeria because I'm going to go chase a project in Nigeria. And it's like, okay. Oh, very supporting. (laughs) Right? And so, yeah, so 
that's been very very like helpful in just allowing me to not having any conflict in my personal life to mm. sort of my entrepreneurship right because right. i've had um and i had a few women who showed up to my office crying because their partner is like the business not working go get a job wow right <laughs> right and so i've had people's partners have just not been supportive of you know business and but again if you somebody's not used to their 18 they knew that they know that like they know what they're getting into anyway <laughs> so it's part of <laughs> yeah. the like right because i think i'll give you it's a really good example of we were in london and i because i don't cook yes i'm a ghanian woman <laughs> i like to cook yeah you- <laughs> I, i don't even know that I, I like i have maybe two things i can make and i was like there was this time he came back from work and i'd like made something i don't know what it was like i'd gone on the youtube and i'd learned <laughs> a thing and he was like are you okay <laughs> oh wow and i was like why he's like you know you must be really bored that you needed a creative outlet because this is weird are you okay wow and it was genuinely after he said it i was like yeah okay actually it's true hmm. <laughs> <laughs> actually you're right i was still doing my business but it was in this place where it's you know things are just going on there's nothing creative happening yeah it's just business 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 right <laughs> and i was bored out of my mind and he was like yeah you need an outlet and i was like don't do that it's just very weird because <laughs> <laughs> if you're with someone who doesn't cook with us like, then you're like then you're and they're like hey by the way when the youtube is like no man <laughs> you're just bored <laughs> you're just bored go find something else to do with your creativity so that's like someone who understands you gets that gets you know quirks. <laughs> gets your quirks and gets that okay like this is not otherwise it's otherwise i think it would be a a bigger stuff no i mean and my kids and i can i can pick up my bag and go hey all right i'm gone for a week oh, really? and there are a lot of women that can't they can't do that, do that. yeah it's true like where are you going <laughs> right i'm like i kiss my face and be like i'm gone for a week and i'll see you and i don't have to worry about the kids wow and i don't want to have to worry about you know like what's going on with them right and that's that's a huge blessing because there are lots of people who cannot leave their house without having like cook food and put in their face yeah just make sure <laughs> make sure we can survive where <laughs> you're going right? it's like oh they can't survive no i can't i'm, I'm very i don't know what lucky is the word but i'm i'm it's it's easier for me to go off and do stuff despite all my sort of personal things <laughs> things you do <laughs> right? okay so if you had to like give like advice to somebody who is coming up wanting to do business and tech especially like what advice would you give them like what do you think we should as far as life advice business advice any advice i don't know learn how to sell <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of good things i found a lot of good things that happen happen in the loose network of friends okay. right it doesn't happen in the closed nets just doesn't happen as much in the loose network somebody who happens to be sitting in a room where a conversation is had and they go oh i know someone hmm. And so maintaining, I think that's a big thing. That's been a big thing for me is I've attracted good things because somebody has been in a random room where somebody go, oh, we need somebody for this. Or we're thinking about this. And I know somebody who can do it. Or I know somebody who would be perfect for this. And then I get a call. Um, and sometimes I haven't talked to that person <laughs> in like years. <laughs> yeah, right? they, but they just mentioned your name. Just mentioned my name, which is great. Like, I don't know, because I, I put it out on Twitter, like the whole thing with like, that the fact that I was eligible for the Mozilla board that wow. I went through the interview process um I ended up losing to uh, what's her name the the, the head of strategy fund I forget her name now hmm. the Kenyan lady right mm-hmm. and and but it was 
the fact it was the first time I was just like, I am good enough <laughs> to actually be on that specific board. <laughs> for, to be on that for like to go through the process yeah. and have people interview me and, and progress. Wild, right? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely wild to me. Because I it's like when you're going through the process, you don't really think about it. And then when I lost the position, I was like, oh, I'm so heartbroken. But like, there's a part of me that was like, girl, really? You made it this far. <laughs> like, black people don't even get into the door. Don't even get into the door. And that's it's, and it was because, you know, designant Bar Camp Africa designant from years ago, he was part of it. He had been asked to help with the, because he worked for Mozilla for years, he had left. Mm. Uh, he'd been asked to help with finding a new board member. Okay. We had had interactions from back then. I'd gone, when I'd gone back to the UK, we'd had coffee a couple of times and he knew what I was doing. He was like, you would be perfect for this. Oh, wow. Right? This is like random. Yeah, just random. Like, oh, I know, you, your skill sets would actually be good for this job. Right? And so it's, it's, it's one of those things that's just create a really large, loose network of people who you check in with once a year twice a year you don't have to be at least they know where you're what you're doing where you're going and so an opportunity comes and also if you are if you open doors for other people it's easier for people to remember to open doors for you that's a good point yeah and if you're like hey can i someone's like i said something to someone the other day they were saying something they, they were like i asked they were doing some job for me and they, they were like i'm gonna charge you this one and i was like how much money have i made you this year <laughs> right? and they were like sorted out some things right and right. they had like gotten other contracts and whatever and I was like sir <laughs> <laughs> how much money we made for you this year <laughs> that's an interesting question yeah so it was just so it's, it's good open doors for other people have a loose network learn how to sell thanks for listening to this episode and thanks for Etel Kofi for joining us don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already and share with your network so we'll see you on the next episode